0: nachos amigos and welcome to another fantastic episode of record breakers i'm pd rave your man with no plan here with me as of course is my team my squad my team members my crew here on this musical journey we've got
1: brett uh let me present to you my basilisk
0: yes we've got uh drew hi and we've got Patrick.
2: Hello, fellow kids. Yes,
0: uh, we're do- here, of course. <laughs> we're here, of course, to talk about music, share music with each other, uh, as we do often. We do try to do every week. Uh, our little book club for music, as it were, uh, where we share an album uh, every episode. The provider of the album this week is Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us this week?
2: I'm bringing an album that I thought I would bring a long time ago on this show, but for reasons that are unclear to me, it took this long, Uh, Clutch and their 2005 album, Robot Hive Exodus. It's
0: going to be an interesting talk today. Uh, I'll start with Drew. Drew, what expectations did you have coming into this album?
3: I'll be honest. I didn't have much. Um, Clutch is a band that I know the name of, but not much else. I know usually when I hear them, it's people who enjoy very, we'll say dude bro music um, a <laughs> lot of times is what I usually see. Like the people who enjoy clutch, um, enjoy their like bands that would label themselves hard rock yeah. and <laughs> Southern rock. So I was a little worried that I was going to hate my entire life. Um, but. I went into it with an open mind, um, trying not to let that cloud my judgment on what this band could be, and went into it knowing that I was going to have a weird ride with this one.
0: Mhm. Uh Brett, what, what expectations did you have coming into this? Um, I, I had heard
1: the band Clutch before. I did not know where, um, but before, after being told, "Hey, we're going to listen to a Clutch album." Um, it was one of those, like, okay, which band is that? Of the bands with names that are a thing. Um, and I had to search, and I I, I I found out from an early Xbox 360 game that yes. I had. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later.
0: Yes. Uh, yes, it's a band that a lot of people have heard a song of, at least. Uh, if you are a fan what? of a certain skateboarding game. <laughs> uh especially the of the underground edition of which uh patrick how would you describe this album musically what would be the themes elements that make up this record
2: so uh clutcher from maryland but not specifically baltimore uh more germantown um they are uh the genres that get described here that i would say are, are appropriate hard rock stoner rock psychedelic rock blues rock There. They're a, a rock band um, that that definitely uh, has some roots in heavy blues and also a side of stoner rock, which is just sort of, I guess, in my mind, stoner rock has always ends up being super groovy and and groovy would be the word I would describe a lot of things that happen on this record. Um, I, I, I don't I don't really think of them as a bro rock band, although I bet they have bro rock fans in the way I feel like Tool isn't super bro rock, but has like the worst fans ever. Um, they they're best known I think obviously for a Tony Hawk Pro Skater and for also being loosely associated with Bam Margera and sort of the CKY scene because I guess he was a fan of them because mm-hmm. rock bands from the Northeast in the you know early two thousands. Uh, this is like sort of a mid career album from two thousand five. So they've they've been around since the early nineties and effectively had the same lineup the whole time. Although this album features a uh, an organ player. Uh, because Hammond organ should be in more rock albums, in my mind, and I don't know if anyone anyone has anything to say on that. But more Hammond Hammond organ, we need that. Uh, it, it's it's a super groovy rock record that doesn't. I, I'm afraid Brett's going to call it butt rock, but I feel like it's very un butt rock. There's a lot of uh, odd time signatures, and, and there's actually like two full on old school blues covers on the record just to kind of give you an idea of where they're coming from. But it's very guitar heavy with a, uh, with a lot of organ tossed into probably two
3: thirds of the song on the record.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Drew, how would you describe this album musically?
3: This one is really weird to unpack. Um, Just really, really weird. Uh, I'm going to get some stuff out of the way really quick. Um, Neil's vocals, I absolutely did not like. It sounded like a cartoon Southern rock character. It was a stereotype to sort of a ridiculous degree. Um, And I couldn't get... Like, I I know it's not supposed to be funny in that way, but a lot of the songs on here, especially the first half of the record, like, it sounds like as if Eddie Vedder was from Georgia, which is really weird to me. Um, And... It, it might work for some people. It's not my cup of tea, personally. Um, and at times, the music could be very, very boring. Um, especially, like I said, I this album is almost in two parts for me. Um, the first half of the record was just... <laughs> <laughs> um, but as soon as it hit some uh, binary code was when like the album sort of switched to me uh, into being something different. Um and Patrick mentioned that Mick shower. I had to look up his name because the dude behind the keyboards was doing some brilliant stuff on this record. It's just really, really good. And he, I think single-handedly is saving the entire experience for me because even in the songs I didn't like, I kept hearing twinges of that. And I was like, are, when are they going to let him just rip on something cool? And then later on in the record, they let him rip on some cool stuff and that's all right. Um, But there, when it, when this, this album, like I said, is sort of almost in two parts at times. It's this growly overdriven, like stoner hard rock sort of thing. And I, I didn't dig that part of it, but when it got down into the quieter and more like almost bluesy parts to it and let it get itself get a little more technical and let itself like explore a bit more of the musicianship including the instrumental um i or the near instrumental i should say there are some vocals in it but barely um that's sort of where i really dug it the most
0: Mm -hmm. uh brett how would you describe this album musically what would be the elements i I, i'm
3: I'm gonna try and
1: not rehash too much of what drew's had to say but uh uh my my uh my my notes on the vocals are uh um, similar, it's like Eddie Vedder and Dave Brocky got together and it was it was almost like a parody of of rock and roll vocals. Like it, it's very, very odd. Um, but no, I mean, uh, musically, I mean, they, there's some slide guitar that, that's used uh, a dobro um, in one one part. It's kind of cool. The guitar tone is is super thick and soupy, and somebody knew what they were doing there. Um, the mix was good. Uh, it, it the the use of the organ um, gave it a little bit more of a. I mean, this is the kind of music that you would see on a Friday, Saturday night in my hometown. Um, the the organ is always there to add a a bluesy feel. Um, and it and it does, um, it's it's you add an organ to Southern rock and it becomes blues rock sometimes. Um, <laughs> so it tiptoes on 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 subgenres, but uh, yeah, this is one rock and roll ass, early mid 2000s ass album.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is, that is certainly the case when it comes to this, this record. It very much feels like. Uh, 2000 Z's rock and roll tunes. They don't make them like
1: this anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, as, as That's going to be... If we ever make t-shirts, we'll put that on a t-shirt. They don't make them like this anymore. Uh, Drew. I mean, no, Patrick. I'm all lost. Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks uh, to Zero In On?
2: Uh, so for me, I think the song that got me into this was uh, the second track, Burning Beard. Uh, it's got this really cool sort of off-time groove. I think it's a nine. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to really uh, be better at music theory and counting music off. But it's got this cool off-time off-time groove that then switches into this sort of really sparse part between the verses. Um, and it just—it's really cool. The drums are good on it, and the drums like have like if you really listen to the details of them, there's a lot more going on than than what you would hear if you weren't really listening for it. And the bridge on this one, the vocals are really great. I know, uh, I guess no one likes Neil Fallon's vocals, but I love Neil Fallon. I think he is the right mix of screaming and singing. It doesn't get full-on, like, growly vocals, but, like, it has that kind of power and edge to it. Um, Mice and Gods, which, that chorus is one, uh, like, this is, to me, like, if you want to, pick out why like the whole stoner rock genre is kind of rad sometimes because i'm not someone who is a stoner but uh i like a, I, I found i like a lot of stoner rock and i love metal. Weed. yeah i find out i, I like a lot of their, every day a lot of this the supposed music of of the uh of it that you know gets that in its name uh
0: it's
1: this right. is just I love,
2: I love half-baked as a movie that's a great movie great movie
3: uh it's 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 got a I like, like gangster rap sometimes.
2: Yeah. I know a lot of pieheads.
1: Not one of them has a clutch album in their uh, CD player right now. That's a, yeah. the whole stoner rock thing is hilarious to me.
2: yeah, I just i I feel like it's like super groovy rock tends to be stoner rock. Uh, music, stoner yeah. music. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh, it, this has got the guitar tone on this is just really, really great. It's uh, got some some serious Hammond organ work going on and the chorus is just like perfect like to me that is that is a great a great chorus on a on a rock song uh, and then uh, the aforementioned binary song 10001110101 um, this song literally gives me goosebumps when i listen to it part because of memories associated with it and part because it has this really pretty organ part that starts it out and then it just kind of kicks into this like crazy Neil Fallon lyrics. Neil Fallon has crazy lyrics. He is a uh, he's an interesting fellow. Uh, also, uh, there's a rush shout out in this song that I'm I'm hoping everyone heard. Uh, but uh, yeah, apparently the Temple of Syrinx is having the bake sale of the year. <laughs> uh, and I just I have this memory of coming home from a concert with a bunch of friends and my little brother like 10 years ago. Close to that, probably seven, eight, nine years ago, listening to this song, singing along to it, and it just—it's a really, really great song, and it's—it's it's the the organ part on it alone is really great. And then, sort of a side mention, uh, the last two tracks, "Gravel Road" and "Who's Been Talking," which are just "Gravel Road" is a like blues song with a resonator guitar and a slide. That's just cool. I like that that uh, a band in 2005 is willing to be like. This is kind of where we're getting it from because you hear a lot of very heavy blues sort of sound throughout the record and these are just classic blues tracks that they've kind of put their own spin on Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that would be it for me
3: uh
0: so yeah I, i will say i i didn't mind the vocals but i can see how it might not be for everyone uh but setting that aside uh drew what would be some of the key tracks for you
3: well, um the the first song I the incomparable Mr. Flannery um I, I say every time lead with your best foot forward give me something where I can see where the band can go give me give me a slice there right give me sort of the vertical slice of we can do these things like this is what we do do um, you start a podcast with a similar intro every time because it lets people know, Who's there? What's going on? I think albums should be in that sort of way too. Cause like, this is my first clutch album. I don't know the whole bit. This was a song that hits me where it, again, the the vocals are what I'm going to focus on um, on most records right off. The vocals hit me as a Southern rock cartoon and he's singing about a Camaro. Um, I'm fucking worried at this point. <laughs> Um, but then we get into, um, we get into two of the songs. I actually really, 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 really enjoyed they're right back to back. And that's, uh, one, zero, 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 one, 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 zero, one, zero, one. Um, I'm going to say it all because. That's ridiculous. Um, it's a sci-fi song about like sci-fi BS. And it like a lot of it doesn't make sense. Like you almost think it's going to be some sort of concept. And then it's not at times it just goes off on weird tangents. That kind of shit is why I love the Aquabats. And like having it in this sort of milieu is really hilarious. Plus it gives you two of the funniest lines that I don't think were meant to necessarily be funny in a rock song that I've heard in a long time. And that's, the aforementioned temple of Syrinx is having the bake sale of the year. And in my opinion, robot lords, robot Lords of Tokyo, smile, taste kittens, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, cause why smile taste kittens is there no idea. Um, but then small upsetters is more towards like a instrumental track. There's some vocals in there, but they're very subdued. Um, and it, that one to me was just something that was really, really cool. Um, the, The bass was just super thick and groovy. There was this almost dancey rhythm uh, to the keys to it, which was really fun. And then the rock, uh, the guitar was just allowed to do like the cool guy rock and roll solos through it. And I think it worked really well um, for what that was and sort of got me back on track of like, oh, okay, there's there's stuff here to dig out. Let's let's do some digging. Mm hmm. Uh, Brett.
0: What would see, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, let's let's take a trip
1: back to 2006, where the guys from 3D Realms, off of their Duke Nukem success, made a video game about uh, a, a Cherokee man who gets abducted by aliens. Yes. <laughs> yup. Uh, yeah. The... Okay. Yes. <laughs> you
3: also want to talk about Ah One Zero. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I, I, I played Prey, so uh, I, I I did not know that I had heard any of these songs before. I had uh, I had heard one zero 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 one 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 zero one zero one, and uh, yeah yeah I it's it's horrible horrible name for a song. Um, try and Google that one, um, but uh, you know it's it's pretty cool how it opens up. Kind of sounds like a uh, like. More deep purple than anything else. As they they really have a uh, have some ridiculous stuff. I will not be pandered to, but it's worth a listen. Um, Circus Maximus. Um, that 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 had a, a very uh, cool opening groove. Sort of reminded me of Chickenfoot, uh, the the super group. Yes. Um, and then all you know the 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 deep purple esque buzzed-out hook. Pretty cool. I, I really dug it, and uh, ridiculous lyrics. Um, uh, you know, a couple other songs, 10,000 Witnesses that 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 stuck out because of how different it sounded on an album that sounded a lot like itself a lot of times, um, and Gravel Road should be mentioned. They get the tip of the hat um, the sprung of the day for use of the Dobro. Um, dobro is if <laughs> If you're already gonna be playing slide guitar, might as well just tune up a a dobro and, and have your strings be a little more frictiony sounding. Yeah. yeah, it makes you sound a little more southern rock than blues rock. Um, yeah. You know, it's the 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 given the push and pull of the dobro to organ. You know, yes. but.
0: <laughs> the give and take and the push and pull and the and the balance. Um, yeah, let's let's. This is some key tracks, yeah. Let's get back around the horn. Talk about some conclusive thoughts, uh, Drew. What would be your conclusive thoughts on this album as a whole?
3: Yeah, like I said, it's sort of a mix. This album is sort of a mixed bag. It's sort of weird for me because there are songs that I really enjoyed, and there are songs that I really did not enjoy. Um, but I'm glad I listened to it. I glad I'm glad I sort of understand it all because again it's one of those things where i saw the name around a lot and i just never wanted to take the time and because i was i was like "Ah, i'm probably not gonna like it whatever like i'm just gonna push this into the background i mean they're they're on the same or they were on the same label um that bands like american head charge and fu manchu were on so like i wasn't like (laughs) <laughs> the company you keep and all that can be different but hey. but yeah. it's something that now that I've listened to it like I get it now I get why there would be a like really devoted following to this band because there is some cool stuff there for sure
0: mm-hmm. Uh, Brett what would be your conclusive thoughts this album
1: is I mean I'm I'm sure we could probably all agree that they, they executed this album pretty well um, for what it is. Uh, the mix is great. Nothing's lost. There's a lot of stuff going on. I didn't seem like I was missing out or the things were, were being stepped on by other instruments. I couldn't see anything like that. Style, you know, it, it, the music style is something that still lives on today in uh, places where people haven't moved on, um, such as the Midwest. So, uh, you know, I... I, I, it's not really my thing. I respect the musicianship. It's, it wasn't a chore to have to listen to, like it sometimes is. Um, we do it for you, people, yeah. you people. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's, it's not that bad. If you haven't listened to it, it's, it's, it's not that bad. It, it, you, you'll find something in here probably that you'll enjoy. Uh, yeah. I just don't think uh, the overall product is something that I find that enjoyable but it's it's cool Mm -hmm. i'm mad
0: yeah (laughs) i ain't mad at you uh yeah this is is a this is a cool listen i think it there's a there's some sameness uh, going through it but overall it's a cool listen there's some cool stuff going i didn't mind the vocals all that much but yeah i can definitely see what what how how it could come off as a kind of a caricature but uh but but i you know i had a good time Kind of it's re- like
1: somebody groove. trying to do both vocals from hunger strike at the same time
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes it's like you know which i think i've seen before in my in my years of karaoke so uh-huh. you know it's it's it could be a thing uh patrick what would be your conclusion
2: uh, overall i've been listening to this record for a decade now and it i still enjoy it that that, at least in my view, says something about it, that there's there's something there to really uh, to latch on to and and uh, keep listening to. Uh, just a fun aside, uh, Clutch's website, because they've been around for a long time, is pro hyphen I just find that amusing because it's just <laughs> it's dumb and stupid and they should never get rid of it. Um, they've just been around for a long time. And I, as I understand it, uh, Neil's a bit of a nerd. Uh, reads a lot of sci-fi. Uh, if you can't guess by him titling a song after random binary code, which is literally random and doesn't mean anything, uh, he's a nerd.
3: Um, um, there's there's an album that reading over their uh, Wikipedia page, I apparently have to check out, that was released last year called Psychic Warfare. That's all Philip K. Dick. It's, yeah, it's a concept album influenced purely by Philip K. Dick. I, I've I saw to that, and I'm like, okay, right. maybe there's another Clutch record I have to listen to. Yeah. Fuck.
2: <laughs> I'm just if if you like it, like rock and fucking roll, and and you want like you want some some Hammond organ with your heavy guitar licks, uh, Clutch is here to bring it to you. I really like this record. Uh, I don't. I, I enjoy their other records, but none quite as much as this. So uh, go give it a listen. If you don't like it, uh, listen to something else the next time. Yeah. But maybe you will. Maybe
0: you will Maybe you won't, maybe you will Um, yeah Those are our thoughts on Clutch Robot Hive Exodus Uh, now we get Into the main of the event of the evening We get to our haiku reviews Sum it all up in poetic form See how we feel about it Um I'll start, let's switch it up I'm gonna start with Brett Brett, what is your haiku?
1: Uh, the crunch got crunchy when the organ got fuzzy
0: it's not all that bad mm-hmm. uh, Drew what is your haiku
3: almost hated it but found some things I could dig still overall meh
0: yeah. uh, gritty stoner rock with some cool clever ideas this is a cool
2: listen uh, Patrick what is your haiku super groovy rock Wonderfully absurd lyrics, stoner rock done right. Mm hmm. Uh, and of course,
0: you can find it, this record on our Spotify playlist. Play record breakers, the home game. Uh, on that Spotify playlist, uh, you can of course find on next week's record. I believe next week's record is by Brett. Brett, what are you bringing up for uh, the group next week?
1: Well, when I since since I told you guys to listen to this album, the the, the guy died. So, unfortunately, we have to have that episode. Yeah. But no, I, I, we're going to go down a, uh, a, a, this is a uh, eat your vegetables, kids, uh, unless you're really into this, which I am. Um, it is uh, the album's, the new, the, the amazing new electronic pop sound of Jean-Jacques Perret. Mm-hmm. This is 60s digital or analog electric music.
2: Also don't boy. forget to mention that you killed him
1: yes uh he was he was a million years old yes yeah. <laughs> he, he like he he was the first thing to ever be synthesized
0: yes he was he was he he lived a good life he lived a good long life uh, yes, of course, that will be next week and but this is this week, and here is now the future is now the present is now, and the future is uncertain I don't know. Uh, you can of course find us all over the internet Patrick is at the Swagger Brett is at at H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D Drew is at X-Juice for X for xi am at PD Ray the show's at 4 Record Breakers that's the number 4 Record Breakers RecordBreakersPodcast.com RecordBreakersPodcast.gmail.com Rebelli.net for listening to other shows you can find us on iTunes, Stitchers all over the place Sorry for all those mid-2000s uh, Chikara crowds that I triggered with my reference of The Future Is Now. I know y'all pissed that Lince Dorado has a career. Uh, y'all stay there. Uh, but that's it for us. Until next time. Hasta los too late. We're too